This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. Is your insurance company forcing you to go back to work when your doctors say you can't? If this sounds familiar, look no further than my law firm. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you late night. This is, geez, it is 2.38 a.m. After Toronto Raptors defeated the Portland Trailblazers by a score of 119 to 117 on Friday night at Scotiabank Arena. It's a very exciting game. ESPN, um, Hubie Brown, the great Hubie Brown. I heard some Hubie Brown slander on the timeline. I don't know because I watched the Raptors local broadcast. But I saw some slander on the timeline. That is just, come on, man. You, you got to love Hubie Brown. I mean, you got to love how much this, like, he, he it feels like he's, like, twice Mayor Hazel's age. Right? Like, he's so old when you see him. But um, respect Hubie. Anyway, a very exciting game. Uh, definitely worthy of uh, the bump to ESPN because the Raptors gave one of their best performances. Um, and you know, the scoreline was close for sure. And the Blazers threatened to kind of, you know, you got to give, you got to tip your hats to the Blazers. Like they played really well. CJ was ridiculous. Dame, um, came alive in the second half. Um, and they were shorthanded as well. They got some good performances and, um, you know, they made it a game. They, they, you know, it was, they had a lot of help from the referees to make it a game. So in the fourth quarter, um, but uh, this is one of the Raptors' finer performances of the year. And I'm only saying that in the perspective of, like, the way they played. The, the result doesn't even matter so much as the way they played. And the way they played stylistically um, was very impressive. It was just a really impressive performance. And, of course, I started at the end. Kawhi Leonard. Um, the Raptors really got Kawhi Leonard, man. He, uh, he finished with 38 points. The last two came... Um, you know, as the game-winning shot, um, the Raptors have been basically trying to run this play uh, a number of times, um, where Kyle comes to set a screen for uh, Kawhi and it to, to force a switch so Kawhi can have a smaller guy on him, and 
there's been a lot of instances where it hasn't worked to the point where I'm kind of mad annoyed when I see it. However, tonight, uh, apparently, actually, they uh, practiced this finally in, in, uh, in practice just yesterday. And so it was nice to see the Raptors execute it. No timeout, by the way. Tie game, 13 seconds left. No timeout. Kawhi comes off the court. Kyle sets the step-up screen. Um, the Blazers are switching anyway, so they kind of happily conceded, which was strange. I really thought the Blazers would try to fight that more. Um, but it ended up being Damian Lillard versus Kawhi Leonard, and Kawhi had been going off for the entire fourth quarter. He was really carrying the offense and um, you know, playing through contact, everything you want out of a superstar. And then on the final possession, I mean, he drives baseline, um, you know, gets to that little sweet 12-foot range, and then pulls up, rises up, Shoots the ball, soft touch, you know, it actually bounces on the rim a couple times, which actually kind of helped because uh, the Raptors needed to sort of whittle some time off the clock. And, uh, you know, it bounced around and it dropped through. Kawhi Leonard, uh, you know, was waiting for the shot to drop, gave one of his patented fist bumps, or sorry, fist pumps, um, Tiger Woods style, and uh, that was the game. Kawhi Leonard delivered in the clutch, but um, it's just a really impressive performance overall. Like I said, I mean, Raptors top three players um, tonight. Uh, you know, Kawhi uh, was obviously great. Thirty-eight points. Uh, he had his full explosiveness back, which is great. I mean, um, you know, for like three weeks there, it was sort of iffy in terms of what he had, um, and even after the All Star break, it was sort of still iffy. And he missed that game against the Magic, but since coming back. I mean, he was great against um, the the Celtics. Who you know, Kawhi didn't even need to be that great against the Celtics, but he was really good, really efficient. And today, um, you know, this is right up there with that Blazer or with that uh, Jazz win, where he had like forty seven or whatever, forty four. Um, no, forty seven. Yeah, it was forty seven. Um, Kawhi was very explosive. You know, um, there's a lot of calls that were kind of missed against him. He was really frustrated with the referees. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, it was a frustrating game in terms of the refereeing. But, um, yeah, Kawhi played through all of that. It was really explosive. Um, and that's just nice to see, you know. It is it is really nice to see. There is a very noticeable difference between when he's at his best versus when he's just trying to get by. And uh, this is one of his, you know, best performances of the year. That was encouraging. What was also really encouraging was the connection between Marcus Long and Kyle Lowry. Both of them finished with 19 points. Um, Gasol got the start because the Blazers start use uh, of Nurkic, and that was a great move by the Raptors coaching staff. Gasol uh, quickly got Nurkic into foul trouble, and because um, Enos Cantor has uh, basically Enos Cantor didn't want to come to Toronto in case Hito Turkoglu was still around and uh, was going to arrest him or something. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny that uh, that he's in such a perilous situation, but it is kind of funny. Uh, um, I don't know. I, I guess it's not funny. Uh, there's just some, there's some strange humor in it. And in any case, um, yeah. So they they didn't have Eunice Cantor, and so they had to rely on um, guys like Zach Collins. I like the way Zach Collins started the year. He he hasn't really looked that great since. Um, and uh, Zach Collins and Myers Leonard, who combined for two points on 29 minutes. Wow, I can't believe they gave Myers Leonard that much money. I can't, I also remember when the Raptors had that report that they were going to sign Myers Leonard. I was so pissed because I'm like, yo, this is the exact opposite of what Messiah Jerry would do. And, of course, it turned out that you know the Raptors didn't sign Myers Leonard, which is good because the man sucks. Like He just looks like a giant 
Kendall, but he is not good at basketball. Uh, he's like a prettier Chris Humphreys, except honestly, Chris Humphreys is better at basketball. Like, damn, that's that, that's saying a lot. Any in any case, the um, the Gasol start, you know, put uh, Nurkic in foul trouble. Nurkic only played 19 minutes, um, and that was great because you know, again. Zach Collins and Myers Leonard are trash. And so Gasol was able to really pop off. Gasol looked much, much more comfortable in this start as compared to his start against the Magic. Obviously, not having Kawhi was, you know, a big part of that. But Gasol splashing jumpers from the mid-range, getting to the basket, um, finishing um, through contact. His finishing is sort of something I'm keeping track of. And, um, you know, it's just I don't fully trust it because he doesn't have much lift and he always, you know, goes into the body of the defenders. So, you know, he does have good touch, but it, that's just a difficult situation to finish in for a 34-year-old. Regardless, though, um, Gasol was masterful tonight, uh, especially with his scoring, but also with his playmaking. It's just been incredible since he's gotten here. From the minute he's gotten here, he was, he was like that Knicks game. I was there live. Like he was... From <laughs> the moment he checked in, he created like eight open shots for Norm to brick. But, um, you know, Gasol in the starting lineup, you know, as I've said, and as, as many people have pointed out, um, he's there to provide and create open opportunities for everyone else. And uh, you look up and down the roster, Pascal, two of four from deep, Kawhi, two of four from deep, Kyle Lowry, three of eight from deep, Danny Green, three of four from deep. That's pretty damn good. And you want your, your best passer. And I think Gasol is the best passer. You know, Kyle's a really good passer, but I think Gasol might be even better. Um, you want your, in any case, you want your, you know, one of your two best passers playing with your best shooters. And I think the results were really good. Um, Kyle obviously is a direct beneficiary of that because, um, you know, I, you know, there's something Nick Nurse said in the post game. He, he said that it felt like Kyle had a twinkle in his eye almost because, you know, he's been rejuvenated since the addition of Gasol. And I just think that like, you know, on a granular level, um, Gasol is going to help Lowry because, uh, you know, Lowry's a very smart player. He's going to cut. You know, Casal's going to pull someone to the perimeter. So there's actually an opportunity for someone to cut at the basket and finish without help around. Um, you know, Lowry can also uh, pop out for three. He can also come around the curl for Gasol for three. I mean, Gasol sets much better screens than Ibaka or even JV did. Uh, yeah, she's probably on the same level as JV. JV is really good at sending those screens. Um, in any case, you know, Kyle, um, you know, he needs space. He really does. It's one thing he struggles with at 33 is that, you know, it's hard for him to physically create separation anymore. And because he's shorter and it's, I mean, there's possessions where he was like isolated against like Zach Collins and he couldn't do much. But when you got a guy like Gasol who can give him a beat with his passing, you can give him a space with his screening and, and you can also just give him, um, you know, one-on-one opportunities because again, he's pulling a guy out of the paint. It's helping Kyle a lot. But I also feel like you know, in terms of Kyle's mood, I mean, like, Kyle has been the brains behind this operation since the Raptors have started making this run, and, um, you know, he has done great, he's always helped other people, I mean, like, all those Lowry plus bench units are really just Lowry outthinking the opposition and throwing lobs to limited players like Bebe, like, oh, I respect Bebe, I definitely respect Bebe for that game one performance against the Wizards last year, but, um, you know, it's, it's Lowry you know, making it work because he's the brains behind it. However, the one thing they've lacked always is another guy who was vibed with Lowry and, and is as smart as Lowry. You know, like they've had a lot of great players come in and out of their finishers, you know, even Kawhi is a finisher, right? Um, but he hasn't had a guy who can help him. And Gasol is someone who is smart enough um, to vibe and operate with Kyle. Um, 
you know, it's just nice to see them working these two-man games, getting open, outsmarting the defense. I mean, it, it, it's it's great that the Raptors finally have someone who could, um, you know, just intellectually play on the same level as Kyle. And I think it's really helped Kyle. Um, a couple more things to note. Danny Green was really quiet in the first half. Um, I mean, I think he defended CJ reasonably well. It's just CJ was making a lot of buckets. I don't know. Um, you know, but, uh, you know, Danny came alive in the second half, hit some important threes, hit it like a pull up three in the fourth, in, in like the, in the corner, which was really impressive. <laughs> and then he also hit another three to tie the game. Um, you know, late I'm, I'm in the fourth quarter for the Raptors. And, you know, the one thing with Danny green is just that he hits important threes. He really hits all those important threes. I mean, you think this year alone, right? Like that, that magic game winner. It wasn't a three, but it was a baseline jumper. He hit that, um, you know, the, the heat game, he hit that. Um, and just, there's been so many moments, you know, like against the Spurs, it was also Danny who hit the three. I mean, like Danny is just a godsend. It really is. After years of hearing Matt Devlin say they need this as Corey Joseph or like Patrick Patterson or Damari Carroll break the three. You're like, oh my God, these are wide open threes. What are you doing? Um, you know, Danny's the exact opposite. He's the retribution we're getting. And, and uh, it's, I, I, I just, you know, I'm, everyone appreciates Danny Green. Um, in terms of guys off the bench, you know, it, it was kind of disappointing that Serge couldn't really produce off the bench. Defensively, I thought he was actually really solid. But um, minus 18 and 16 minutes offensively, you know, 0 for 5 from the field. It's very different when he doesn't play with Larry. It really is. Larry kind of spoon feeds him and as much as Jeremy Lin has been spoon feeding Serge Ibaka, you know, you know, various dim sum items such as chicken feet recently, I don't think they have as much uh chemistry right now. They have had some good moments, um, some nice passes from Lin to Ibaka, but you know, overall today I didn't think the two of them paired well together and just overall the bench struggled to score. Even when Larry is out with the bench. I mean the fourth quarter the Larry is out there to start with the bench, and they they struggled. They really struggled. Um, you know, the whole bench collectively failed to hit a three. Jeremy has opportunities to shoot threes. He just refuses to shoot them. He's pretty good at shooting the mid-range, though, so I'm okay with that. But in any case, you know, Jeremy, please just shoot the three once. Uh, he still hasn't made a three since joining the Raptors. Um, what I liked, the, I guess the only positive I liked out of the bench tonight was that uh, the combo of OG and Anobi, Norman Powell, and Pat McCaw are just kind of low-key, like a wrecking ball defensively. Like, you know, they could switch. They're really athletic for their positions. And, um, you know, Powell got some deflections. OG took a charge. He, you know, blocked a three. Pat McCaw, you know, it's got three steals in 11 minutes. There was one play where he... Um, you know, chased down an offensive rebound in the corner, failed to get it, and then the Blazers pushed up the court, and then McCaw continued to pursue from behind the play, and then forced a steal, and then dove on the floor, and then got the ball to like Ibaka to save it and get get possession. Like that's a lot of hustle, and and McCaw, I think because of that, you know, actually got some burn in the fourth quarter, just randomly, not his spot in the rotation, but just randomly got inserted to. Uh, tried to see if he could do anything against CJ. Now, that didn't really work, but, you know, that that, that speaks highly in terms of just how much Nick Nurse values McCaw's skill set, that they would put him in and trust him in the fourth quarter when he's, like, the 11th man on the roster. So, I've already said it previously, like, I'm very interested to see the Raptors, you know, retain McCaw and, and build him into a player where, 
you know, the Raptors have just done a really good job of player development. And you got a player, McCaw, who clearly has some talent, really, really works hard. You know, you could tell his priorities are in check. Like, for a guy who's on a minimum contract, he's not forcing offense whatsoever. Um, and he's really committed to def- defending. And he has a real ability to, to defend. So, you know, if he wants to stay with the Raptors, and I think this, he should. I mean, if he likes the culture here and he sees the players like you know, OG, like Fred, you know, DeLon, you know, JV, you know, Pascal, like there's a real track record of development and players getting better when they come to, even Ibaka, right? He had a career year coming to Toronto and he's like, you know, 28 years old. So, um, yeah, I mean, if I'm McCaw, I'm, I'm trying to stay with the Raptors as well, provided that the money is straight and, uh, you know, that'd be great because I, I think McCaw really has a, pl- a, a role to play, especially if he could just come in and give you five minutes of intense defense, that that's, that's something. Um, so overall, great game. I thought, uh, you know, again, credit the Blazers. They, they hit a lot of tough shots. I think the Raptors defensively were actually pretty solid. Um, the game plan was good. You know, they showed high against uh, Dame. They kind of let CJ kind of go off and, and CJ did go off. Um, but you know, you kind of take your poison, you pick your poison there and, you know, I, I guess I would probably go with, you know, stopping Dame over stopping CJ, um, it was encouraging that Gasol was actually able to move his feet, come out to the perimeter, and sort of wall off um, a lot of what Dame was trying to do. It really could frustrate Dame earlier on, although Dame really came alive in the second half anyway because he's a great player. Just mad lame with his reps. But, um, yeah, overall, the Raptors defensively played well. It's just the Blazers hit a lot of shots, and they got some good performances. So, you know, credit to them. They've been playing really well of late. They're, like, undefeated before this game. I think they were 4-0 on their East Road trip. That's not easy. That's not easy. You know, they smacked up the Celtics. I mean, you know, I appreciate that. Uh, and they honestly almost stole the win from the Raptors. Oh, by the way, I also mentioned, yeah, there's some terrible officiating down the stretch. Oh, my God. I, f- I forget who it was. That was the number 23 ref, the guy who's, like, you know, a little older, and he had some, you know, salt and pepper hair. He was the baseline ref for most of the fourth quarter in the Raptors' offensive possessions, and he was just not calling shit. And it seemed almost vindictive the way he was calling the way he was calling Larry's spiting him, calling offensive fouls and stuff. It was very annoying. Pascal got called for off like a loose ball foul, even though he barely touched Nurkic. Like it's the most innocuous play, and they got free throws out of it. Like bad. And then the worst of all, though, uh, I forgot who was on the call. It wasn't the same guy, but um, you know the Raptors were up three. Dame comes up and then like contorts his body in midair. Um, and it's cl- like, it was just, I don't know. It was clearly that he, he flopped and there was no contact whatsoever. When you see the replay, there's not any contact to be called. And yet, um, yeah, I mean, you know, Dame got the foul call. He had all three free throws and for the moment it, it looked, uh, really annoying, but also, you know, speaking as a fan, like I wasn't stressed at all. I really wasn't, you know, like the Blazers kept hitting shots. They kept staying in the game and I'm like, damn, the Raptors might lose the game. They deserve to win. But I never at any point felt stressed. And again, this circles back to what I said at the beginning about Kawhi Leonard. It's just so nice to have the best player on the floor. And you just are confident that he can deliver. And he did deliver. And he's had a lot of clutch moments now this year. Um, and I honestly had no doubt that he was going to deliver. Whether it was in regulation or overtime, whatever. The Raptors are going to win this game. And they did it. And... It's nice to see. In terms of your three stars, Kawhi, number one, obviously 38 points, three rebounds, five assists. Um, the assists are really nice. His assist percentage has really climbed steadily by, by month um, since sort of becoming really iso ball in, in December, although Kyle was not there, so you understand that. 
Um, Kawhi also with three steals, 14 of 22 from the field, two of four from deep, eight of eight from the free throw line. Really should have got there more. And all in 34 minutes. That's really impressive. Second star, giving that to Kyle Lowry, 19 points, seven rebounds, 10 assists, a steal, two blocks, seven of 13 shooting, three of eight from the field, only two free throws. Again, he should have got there more. And then Marcus Gasol, 19 points is your third star on nine of 13 shooting, 0 for two from deep, got one free throw, eight rebounds, six assists, two steals, a block, plus 23 in 32 minutes. I mean, those three, I mean, damn, that's really the Raptors' big three now, huh? Damn. Damn. We were really calling JV part of the victory. I love JV, man, but like, it's Gasol and JV are two just classes apart. It just it just is. Like maybe the raw numbers or what they are. I don't know. It doesn't really matter to me. Stylistically, Gasol came here. The Raptors started unit started playing Spursian type offense, and uh, it is it's beautiful to watch this team. And then the Gerald Henderson Award. There's really only one man who deserves this. It is Jake Lehman. That's right. Uh, he sounds like he's from. A home improvement show, but uh, no, he's a basketball player, and uh, he had 13 points, seven rebounds, and assists, two steals, five of ten shooting. Actually, kind of like made Pascal look bad defensively because he was playing the four position and doing it really well. So, shout out Jake Lehman, but uh, you know, Raptors got the win, and um, yeah, 46 and 17. That's not bad. Milwaukee keeps winning because they're just going to win regardless. They're going on the West Coast, whatever. It's supposed to be tough games. They're going to win these games anyway, which is really frustrating. But in any case, I don't think the first seed is something that has to concern the Raptors all too much. Um, you know, right now they got to focus on developing chemistry. And today, they had a lot of chemistry today. So thanks for listening. Uh, 10 Things is up. Um, I apologize that it was a one-up mad late, you know. Score FC had a unfortunate uh, 2-1 loss at uh, Lamport. It is, you know, uh, you know I I'm probably was part of that f- from, you know, uh, gaining weight on vacation and stuff. But, you know, we'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll hopefully sneak into the playoffs and stuff. No one cares about this. Anyway, I'll be back on Sunday nights at some point to recap the Raptors as they take on the Pistons. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.